Well, hey there, uh, podcast listeners. Uh, I'm here today with two generations of Dwyer boys. I've got my son, AJ, who you've heard before on this podcast. And today we have a special guest, my dad, my father. Because today, AJ, what are we talking about today? We're talking about being a millionaire. Being, who, <laughs> who wants to be a millionaire? So we're talking about million millionaire habits that you should do now. AJ, did you know that your grandpa is a millionaire? Would you have ever guessed that? No. <laughs> Dad, is that true? Would you say that that's true with your, your net worth well, is more I, than a million dollars? I thought maybe from my snappy dressing, he might have had an idea when I wear my door electric t-shirt all the time. <laughs> yeah, just so everybody knows. Dad, how old are you now? 72. 72. He still, he still works. He's, he's a spry young guy. He's an electrician. He climbs in attics. It's pretty amazing. And he's just, he's just a hardworking guy. And yeah, he, he tends to wear jeans and um, suspenders and sweats. And uh, just a, he's just your normal guy. And that's kind of what we're talking about today because, Dad, I want you to help us think through some of the habits that you did to get where you are. I, I guess the first question is, Dad, what's the, what's the easiest way to become a millionaire? Um, start off with $10 million, <laughs> then nine. <laughs> and then spend but, nine. That's good. Okay. But, but that, I don't think that's going to happen. It's not going to happen to any of us. Yeah, in, in all honesty, um, if I were going to say one thing in life, if you want to, if, if you want to attain any financial successes, you have to plan for it. Mm. You have to plan for it. And simple things that I've tried to tell all my kids is don't spend all your money. Mm. If you can't afford something, don't spend it. And, um, and, and so that's probably the, the first, the first point. But I, I want to make, I'm going to make sure people understand some things here. Um, I have five kids. Um, I went to college. When I went to college in, in 1960, um, I worked in a factory and paid for my college. And, you know, I did get some scholarship money, but my college education was paid for by the government. I mean, not the government, the school on scholarships and me. We didn't have student loans and things like that. Yep. No one expected that. Yep. Or at least I didn't. You know, I, I, I didn't want to didn't want to go to school and have to spend the next 20 years of my life paying it off. So I paid for my own college education, got married. And, um, in the first, you know, shortly after the first year of marriage, we had a child and I was still in college and I was in grad school at that point in time. And then I had to go, then I had to go to work. And so, my wife didn't have the opportunity to go out and earn any money. She did what I consider to be the most important thing was mm -hmm. raise Amen. the family. Amen Keep to that. At home, right? right? Yeah, I'm so, so glad. I'm so glad that you worked and and saved, and you guys were frugal, and mom stayed at home. I, I do think that's yeah. It's so different yeah. today. So many couples kind of it's, feel the need oh, to. Gosh, so it's it's so hard today. Mm -hmm. But the point being is that was you know we had one income, and on that one income, 
we had to raise what ultimately was five kids and um, and try to get a home and you know have some fun and th- you know things like that so it was it was just through regular ordinary work ordinary guy with an ordinary job I went to work for the telephone company and um, I was a first level manager making nine hundred dollars a month when I first started and um, wow and, and within two years I got my one and only promotion <laughs> the second level and then the rest of my career I was a second level manager at the telephone company till age 50 when I retired so wow so it was not a this was not a an example of um you know became a president of a corporation of course I am now I'm an electrician and I own my own company which is just me I can tell me what to do <laughs> and so so there's nothing special there so um yeah and I think that's good for for listeners to hear for AJ to hear you know that that it, what you you didn't you didn't get a big uh you didn't inherit no. a ton of money nope like uh, nope. like like I hope to to become a millionaire <laughs> Well, said. right, well, which is my which is my plan. Um, well, that'll work too, I guess. If, if you want to be a millionaire, get nine million and spend eight. Of that's it, right. Well, that's why AJ needs to hear this because I'm going to spend it all when I get it from Grandpa. So my plan's not going to work for you, son. So, I, you know, yeah, I like it that you've retired at 50, and then you, you know, for 22 years, you've been in your, you've just, you know, if if you get a job, you make the money. You know, you're not making money. A company's not giving you money. They're not giving you a pension anymore. You're not getting, yeah. you know, from your electric comp, from your from your, uh, you know, small business. And so it's good. I think you represent a couple different types of people out there that that everyone can relate to. Yeah. But the the point is, you raised five kids, put four of us through college, and you you still, I mean, you, you are a millionaire and, uh, and I'm proud of you for that. And I want to hear, I want to make sure that AJ hears, uh, kind of your philosophy of money, which is actually very similar to Dave Ramsey. I always say that Dave Ramsey, I'm like, what is the big deal with Dave Ramsey? Because this is the stuff you've taught us all, all our lives. So for some yeah. people, they've never heard yeah. it before. Okay. So let's go over some of the things you say, you say plan for the Plan for the future, right? Don't spend it all, right? Spend one of the don't, things. Yeah, don't, don't, don't spend it all. And and I will say when um, Ma and I first got married, um, we we didn't really have any savings. We just got out of college, uh, but you know we were living on love, which lasted about eight hours until we got hungry. <laughs> we had to buy some food. <laughs> and but but. Um, until you first, until you tried to clean the dishes, right? <laughs> yeah. So, but we we knew early on, even when we first, when we first got married, we were living in an apartment, and I was that was uh, um, I was living in the south side of Chicago and commuting to uh, Northwestern in Evanston, Illinois, and that was a long drive. And and but we did that because it was the cheapest place to stay, mm. right next to my parents' house. And even then. Even then, when we were in school, we were planning for the future. Mm. Um, um, we didn't we didn't have a family yet, but we we knew we were going to need to have a home someday, and so we would. We were never I don't know. We were never spendthrifts. Mm. We and, you know, mom was was fantastic at keeping me and Rain 
I would have been one of the people that would have spent it all, <laughs> to be honest with you. Ma, but Ma wouldn't let me, thank God. Yep. And uh, and so then you you realize some things in life. If you want something, you have to plan for it. Hmm. Interestingly, you know, I I am I will say this. I am a planner. I plan for the future. I've you know when when I was in. In grammar school, I was planning for what I was going to do in high school, which is study to be a priest. That didn't work out, uh, or or we wouldn't be having this phone call right now. <laughs> and 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 uh, and then when I was in high school, I figured, well, I better plan go to college. And when I, after I got out of college, then now I have a job, and now I'm planning for the family, which was, by the way, the you know the most significant thing I've ever done is mm-hmm. raise a family. Yeah. That's the best. So. Yeah, and I love. I so, want. I want our. I want our older listeners to hear that again. That you. You know, when you yeah. were in, in high school and in college and early married, you planned for the future. And I love what you said right there. Is I'm still planning for the future. At seventy two years old, you're yep. still planning for the future. You haven't given yeah. up on it, right? I love nope. that. No, um, because you know, I, I you know, I had one career working for the, as a manager in a telephone company. I have another career as a. As an electrician running my own electric company, which is just me, just me, uh, and and I'm 72 and I'm still climbing the ladders and going up in the attics. To be honest with you, I love it. I I wish I could do this till I'm 80 because it keeps me in good shape, but I doubt that I will. Mm-hmm. So well, you you have a future. Means... You have a future in podcasting. This is this much is clear already. <laughs> So, 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 what I'm, so what I'm going to do is, is, and I think I mentioned this to you, Brian, and, and anybody else who listened to me, and if anybody ever listens to this podcast, which I really doubt it, that, <laughs> that keep, keep planning. And, and, and I don't know what that next thing is. I don't know what that next thing is for me, but I guarantee it's going to be something else. And it's not going to be go out and play golf every day, mm-hmm. even though I'd, I'd like to, but all the bloody mirrors would kill me by the time I finished <laughs> it, let alone the cigars. Come on. So, 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 so keep, me... keep, keep planning. Yeah. I just, you know, keep planning for the future. And for when you're young, you know, it's the planning for, um, planning for a house or planning mm-hmm. for your family. Well, we, you know, when, when Ma and I got married, we, we just graduated from college and I had a year of graduate school to go. So you know, she got a job working at a bank and, and I, you know, I went to school and, um, and got out of school debt free, both of us, hmm. including one year of grad school for me. And so that at least got us on an even field to, um, you know, you know, financially, so to speak, not, yeah. not like, unfortunately kids today, if they're going to go to college and they come out with a yeah, right. $100,000 debt or something like that, that is crippling. Yeah. That is crippling and that is uh, that is unconscionable that our government and our colleges even allow that to happen. Anyway, I'll get up my soapbox on that right now. Well, let me, uh, where was it? Let where me, was it let me ask it the, let me ask the younger generation, AJ, what – Grandpa says, "Plan for the future." So, what what are your financial goals? Let's uh, let's let's let you have a little airtime. What are your financial goals as a sixteen year old right now for the future? <clears throat> have money. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got to share with the world 
one of your goals that I that I've called dumb before. What's one of your financial goals? You said to this to me months ago. You said, Dad, here's my financial goal. I want to own a Tesla. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Life accomplished. I could just go at that point. Now, of course, I said that was a stupid goal, but then I realized <laughs> that they're coming out with a $35,000 Tesla, which isn't isn't so yeah. terrible after all. But Yeah, come on, son. Grandpa, you, you have to say how old is uh, Noni's favorite vehicle. She's got a... GMC. Oh, that's right. What's what's yeah, the well, van? What is how many years? We have is... a we have a GMC we have a GMC van. One of the one of the things in our life that we have not spent a lot of money on are new cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, we don't generally buy used cars. We buy new cars and keep them ten to twelve years. But we have one that is our you know our favorite vehicle. It's a um, um, I forget what year, 1990, 96, I think. Five, 95, yeah, 95 or 96 GMC van. And if GMC wants me to show that to them, I'll show it to them. Uh, if they want to pay me a little advertising money, I would do that. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's always making 200 and there's 250,000 miles on that van <laughs> and we love it. And we, there's, and, uh, there's some rust on the, on the, uh, the uh, passenger side doors, so we're kind of hoping somebody sideswipes us so we can get that fixed for free. But <laughs> and um, I'll say that mom, we love we love that. Yeah, and that mom is love that car. yeah, mom has kept you know uh, floor mats down for twenty three years yeah. in that thing, so the <laughs> the carpet is original. I, I told her the other day, mom, yeah. just pull those. Car- you'll have a brand new van for like enjoy it for a couple of years, and she won't do it. So she some, won't do it. She Some... won't do it. She won't even let me get rid of it. She get rid of me before she gets rid of that van. <laughs> now I will say that your grandson has a little bit of that. AJ, what car do you drive? Good. I drive a 2010 Hyundai Sonata. And how many miles Sweet. are on that? 212. 212,000 miles on that, AJ's that's car. That's a sweet ride. I used to get to ride it until you turned 16. Oh yeah. <laughs> you stole my car. And AJ, how many miles have you put on it? I have put like 50. <laughs> 50 miles on it. And what do you hope to get on it? I want to get to 300,000. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, boy. There's a good yeah, plan a for the future. You'll be driving that in when you get married, probably. So. Yes, sir. Dad, one of the things you say is financial goals are the easiest to deal with. What do you mean by that? Yeah, well, what, what, what I mean by that is I don't mean financial goals are easy to accomplish. I say financial goals are are easy to understand. For instance, if you or I said, boy, I want to be a better person this year. At the beginning of this year, I want to be a better person. And when you get through the end of the year, who's going to tell you if you're a better person or not a better person? You can't, you can't measure that goal. And, and, but if, if I said, starting at the beginning of the year, I want to save you got to pick a number. Six hundred dollars. I want to pay six. Save six hundred dollars. There's a call coming in on my phone. I want to save six hundred dollars by the end of this year. You, if you want to establish a plan, you can establish that plan, and I forget if it's fifty dollars a month, and you can set aside fifty dollars a month, and you can look at it anytime you want in June. How close am I to that? goal of $600. And and at the end of the year, you know, did I make that goal or did I not make that goal? 
So from that standpoint, financial goals are, uh, I, I don't want to say simple. They're yeah. clear. Yeah, anyway. they're measurable. I like because, that. Yeah. It, it, it be, because you, you need to know if you're making making progress. When, you know, to, you, you know I work for the telephone company. And uh, like I said, and I had five, you know, five kids. And, and, and when I was about 40 years old is when 401ks came into existence. Hmm. Uh, before that, there, I don't know what they had. And 401k, that's, that is a section in the tax code. And, and it allows you to do what we all know you can do. You can put money in, you can deduct it, you know, the, the, what you put it in and you, it, it, um, you don't pay taxes on it until you take it out. And that's a good thing. You know, that's a good thing. Prior to that, the telephone company had, you know, some type of a savings plan, which I always put in, but you could, after three years, you could take the money out. So I would always, so I was about 40 years old, I would always take the money out each year because I needed that to support my family mm. for, you know, for the ongoing living. But at age 40, I realized that once again, you know, you know there, there, at, at that age, there were two things that were huge in my life in terms of planning. One was the college education for the kids, and the second was the re- retirement. What are we going to do when when the kids are gone in in retirement? It falls upon us, <laughs> and and so, you know, so then I decided. I have to leave the money in the 401k. And so that's what, that's what we started doing. That That is really the age when we started saving money and keeping the money in there. Yeah. Up until that point in time, we weren't saving it. That's the, you know, and that's only to say that how things can accumulate over time mm-hmm. when you do it regularly. Because I, I will say the best way to to save money to save for the future is to do it in monthly or regular increments mm. all the time if uh, the job i had i got paid monthly so it, from that standpoint it seemed like it seemed like a terrible thing cuz you know you get you you get paid your check on you know the first of the month and you have and you got money boy man, i got money let's go Let's go spend this money. But you find out by the when we, when we first started doing that, by the 25th of the month, you're, you're just eating Campbell's tomato soup and crackers <laughs> to get through. You figure maybe I got to be a little smarter than this next month. Well, and this uh, but, this reminds me of your famous uh, your your most the most famous grandpa ism uh, that we have, and uh, everyone in my life knows this. My son knows this. In fact, I'm going to quiz him right now. AJ, what? What is the statement that uh, that we all live by that Grandpa gave us years ago? Make a decision, and make it work. Yeah. So is Very that good. is that the example of it, Dad? That you made that decision at forty, even though it was hard, <laughs> and then you had to make it work by the end of the month. <laughs> well, that's oh, this is for me. That, that's how it started. I mean, I had no choice because we we weren't planning on starving to death, but. Um, that that whole concept on making a decision to make it work came out of working for the telephone company when when you would make a decision and then everyone would change their mind and you get no place fast. Mm. So I, I learned that that lesson from the 
telephone company and then apply it to my life and it just makes it it makes it so much easier. But you're right. At that point in time, at that point in time when I was forty years old, the last thing I was gonna think about is uh how what am I gonna do what am I gonna do when I'm seventy two years old? Mm. Uh, you know, most people now think that far in advance, but I thought we gotta do this. We we just have to do it. Um what what they actually did by the way is uh, that I can't remember the exact dates, but it was around that time when I realized I didn't think I had enough money to do what we wanted to do in uh, in terms of college, getting the kids into college and how we we're going to do that. And, and that is when, and you could, that's time for another story, but that was when I started being an electrician. Yeah. Because I needed to get extra money to make ends meet. And I remember and, that. Yeah, I and, I, and let me add in, as your son at that time, I that I was probably in maybe junior high-ish yeah. when that happened, I think. And uh, I remember, and this is good for any dads or moms listening, that you were clear with me on that, you, with all of your kids, that you said, hey, I'm we're going to do this side job, you know, so that we can be saving money for your college. Like, you made that clear, and I think that was great because you involved us in that. You you know, you took us with you, even though we probably weren't great helpers, but um, you took us <laughs> with you and you, you taught us how to work hard. You taught us how to set goals and, and how, <clears throat> how to achieve those goals and to be hard workers. And I think all of your kids are. Yeah. Well, one, one example, it just, now that it, it just pops into my head, I remember when um, we went to Disney World in Florida. Mm-hmm. I get choked up a little bit, but I can always laugh. I can laugh a little bit more. But I, I wanted. Well, we had five kids, and Katie was in. Um, she was in junior high, I think, and Betsy was younger. Obviously, younger than that. She was in just grade school, unless if Betsy was, unless if Katie was still in grammar school. But I took all of you kids on electric jobs with with me, so that you could earn money. So that when we went down to Disney World in Florida, you would have money to spend. And I, I never expected this to be the lesson. But but when we went to Disney World, all of you kids, including Betsy, had between seventy-five and a hundred dollars of cash in your pocket. And this was in the eighties, you know, eighties. That was that was a lot of money. That was, that was a lot, a of, lot money. of money. And, and 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 we got we got to Disney World and the first thing every dad can I have some Mickey Mouse here dad can I have that goofy face can I have this I said sure sure you can you can have you can have whatever you want that's the but that's that's the money that you have in your pocket and you all you all said but I earned that money <laughs> and I said yes and I earned all of this money <laughs> to get us here. If you want to, if you want to go ahead and spend it, go right ahead. And I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. Betsy, the youngest, she spent it all the first day. <laughs> she spent it all, and she that is sounds proud about right. <laughs> sounds like Betsy, right? And all the rest of you came back with money because you all said, "My well, gosh, do I really want those Mickey Mouse ears, or do I want that 
you know, bicycle seat or, you know, video game. Of course, we, I don't think we had video games back there. But you, at an early age, had to determine the value of money. And that wasn't, that wasn't anywhere on my list of, of anything I was expecting to see there. I enjoyed you kids working with me. Yeah. And that was my, that was, you know, the, the preparation before we went on vacation was for me more fun than the actual vacation. Yeah. yeah. In the, in the vacation was fun. It was, and if you remember, that's the only big vacation we well, ever I, went on. Well, and I, and here's what I do remember about that. That one sticks out in my head because you said to us, because we, you were so frugal and mom was so frugal and, and I think that, and this is good for listeners to hear too. You said, "Hey, we're gonna spend." I'm bringing. I think you said something like, yeah, "I'm bringing yeah, three thousand dollars." Was is that the number? Yeah. You yeah, said, "And yeah. I want to spend all of it, every penny." And that really <laughs> shocked us because that's yeah. not how we lived. But I think it's good. You yeah. know, when you, you one of Dave Ramsey's principles is when you, when you live like nobody else, you can live like nobody else, right? When you yeah. when you sacrifice early, then later on you're you're going to you're going to have money, you're going to be a millionaire, right? And I think it yeah. was it was that that was one of the lessons that stuck out in my head that sometimes you can enjoy it, you know, that that you yeah. should be frugal yeah. and you should plan and strategize and all these things we've been talking about, but you should also enjoy it. AJ for you yeah. And Kenzie, as as grandkids now, you know, a generation away from from uh, me, what would you say? What would you have done? What would Kenzie have done on that trip to Florida? She wouldn't have bought anything. What about you? I'd have bought everything. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> so we got so, all sides covered. We've got it all covered. No, I think you. I think you're AJ. You're good with your money too. He AJ works hard. I am hard. now, but yeah. not then. <laughs> yeah, not back then. Yeah. And I would say that Dad, you're all of your kids now. Even Betsy, even the youngest, she is very frugal. Oh, yeah. She might be the most oh, frugal yep. of all of us. I I agree. I agree. It's uh, I'm I I am I'm very happy to see how uh, you kids have learned the lesson of of finances. Everyone lives within their means, and that makes it that reduces so much stress. Right. So much stress. Right. Well, yeah. Um, in, in 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 reality, it allows you, in part, your your training of us, then allows you to save, keep saving money, and we're you know we you don't have to bail us out, and we don't have to yeah. bail you out. And I've got so many so many friends who are you know in their forties. Who are you know supporting their parents who were terrible with their money, yeah, and yeah. I, and I also know so many parents your age, grandparents your age, who are raising their grandkids or supporting their kids still because their kids never learned the lessons, and so that's why yeah we wanted to have you on here and any anyone listening to this podcast, uh, parents, if you have kids at home still, listen to this with your kids, hit pause, let it spark those conversations. You can find more on this at flextalk.org go to our family section click on that little budgeting tab and you'll find this millionaire topic along with so many others dad and aj thank you so much for uh, making this generational podcast so fun and dad thank you for uh oh, thank you for the millions of dollars i'm going to inherit <laughs> well you know what remember when i said spend it all when we we're going on to florida i even said spend it all and we didn't either yeah, maybe now. Maybe now I will. <laughs> no, I won't. <laughs> no, I won't. There's a legacy. There's a legacy to be passed on, and that's that's part of it. So, 
cool. Okay, so Dad, one more thing. Why don't you just explain to all the Christians out there um, how giving, how tithing fit into yeah. your budget even early on? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, first off, I think you know the first thing that we need to realize is that the money that we have is not ours. God, God puts it in our life or doesn't put it in, put it in our yeah. life. And, and so I think we need to realize that in honor God with our money. By honoring God, I don't mean we need to tithe so that God will give it back a thousandfold or something. Right, like, that. like he owes us or something. But, yeah, he, does, he doesn't owe us anything. Right. But it's, it's, it's like the verse that says, where your treasure is, there will be your heart also. And, and I don't want my heart on money. I want my heart resting with God. Mm. So, so the tithing was something, you know, Ma and I, that was never even a question. Once we, you know, once, you know, once you met the Lord and filled with the Holy Spirit and realized, holy smokes, this is, this is really good stuff here, that the whole concept of tithing, it, it just was, it, it's, it's not an issue. Do it, done, and that and we got paid monthly. So that was the first. That was the first money sent out. Was yeah, the tithe, which was, was the again, which was again and, part of and, making making a decision and making it work. Because if you if you do yeah, it as the sure, sure, as the last sure. thing, you might not ever get to it, right? Yeah. And, and the interesting thing is, you know, you talk about you know, um, do you you know, are you bribing God by giving it ten percent? You know, what are you going to get back? And I don't know if I ever thought about it that way, but. But, you know, we've all been blessed with great health, and because we've had the great health, we've always been able to work. And you know, I'm 72 now. God willing, I work till I'm in my 80s uh, because I enjoy doing that, not because I have to, but I, I enjoy it. And, and, and God has just he's blessed us that way. He's, one of the ways he has really blessed us is is in our vehicles. He's kept our vehicles running a long, long time. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think we've hit, had a car, a new car, less than 12 years before we sold it wow. or gave it away or something like that. I, in, 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 the, in the champion example is the van, the GMC van in Utah that has 250,000 miles on it and is a 1998 and it's still running pretty good. Yep. So, I mean, those. If you don't have to buy cars every three years, that's kind of a blessing. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah, and, and if you don't and, feel the need then, to, and, if you don't have the yeah. lust to, you know that because that's what you. Nobody needs to. Um, yeah. You know, in fact, that's where I I agree that buying a used car is good, and most of our cars are used. But sometimes the yeah. the best car is a new, just a reasonable new car that's got a good warranty that you're going to yep. commit to for fifteen or twenty years. Well, it, the the next. Uh, I, I will probably get a new car in in my life, only with, only because I need one of those that has those sensors on, on the front and the back and the top and the bulb to tell you who's all around you so that I don't kill somebody. So you don't keep running people over in your old age? AJ, does the Tesla does the Tesla have those cameras? Uh, I think it does. I well, think there it does. you go. This, the dreams are merging now. Here we well, go. Hold, on, hold on, hold on. There, there is one other thing that about the Tesla then. Is not good for me. It doesn't make any noise. I have, my my track record is 
I hit things that aren't moving. The, <laughs> I, I don't hit moving vehicles because I think they hear me and they get out of the way. If I were a Tesla, if I drive a Tesla, I'm a dead man. <laughs> That's good. Well, that's good. This is this this is so much more is coming out than we expected on this podcast. But I I want to end with this thought, and this is for our for our listeners, our pursue God listeners. You know, Dad, for you and Mom, and and Tracy's parents too. Your your giving, your discipline, and your as a result of your discipline, your ability to give. You know, it's it was the seed money, and continue you continue to support our our church that we planted. 20, almost 20 years ago, and you support Pursue God. When we started Pursue God, so many people are blessed, you know, by the, the ministry at PursueGod.org. Churches and ministries around the, around the country, even around the world, are blessed by that. And so, many, so much of that can be traced back to your, the legacy of giving and, and your, uh, your, in, your investment in us and our kids. And so I want to say thank you for that. Yeah. And I want to say to everyone listening to this, you know, it's you know something dad you said is it's your money is not your own and i think christians need to understand that and that's why budgeting yes. is important that's why being good with our money is important because if you're not then you're there's so many things that are wrong with that but you know you're being selfish right you're being self-absorbed yeah. but you're you're do, what you're doing is you're missing the impact that you could have had on the world that dad you and mom had on our ministry and our lives oh, so i want to say thank you for that and I want to say to any of you listeners out there, if you're not already uh, giving to Pursue God, this is maybe a good time to say you can check out PursueGod.org slash donate. If, you, if you're blessed by this ministry, our ministry is funded 100% by, uh, by donations. Uh, we're a nonprofit, 501c3. So if you're looking for a great place to give uh, and you're making disciples and using these resources, then, then become a part of a team just like mom and dad are. So dad, thank you so much for... Uh, just Thanks. the inheritance, and I don't mean money, but the legacy, the inherited legacy that we have. And I guess thank you also for the money we might see someday. <laughs> well, I, I feel like a million bucks right now, so I think I'm going to live to be 100. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we're all praying for. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time on the podcast. <laughs>